Hi guys, Karen here from Sydney down under. As many of you would have seen in uh, through the internet and through news feeds, we are going through some pretty horrific times down under and uh, with the fires. It's been going on for months now. New Year's Eve was horrific. Christmas Eve was horrific. Uh, so I thought I would address, uh, according to my mob, what's been happening and uh, tell you from my perspective I can only really share from my perspective other people will have different views about what they're going through and of course we all get to experience this world through our own perspective so for somebody like me uh, my perspective is uh, going to be different than somebody who's <clears throat> going through the fires who's lost everything who's lost lives and family and homes and properties and much of many of my friends have been in this situation, including my family members. My daughter is one of those people who lives down on the south coast that has been her property has been affected. I can't say for sure if it's completely gone, but uh, animals have been lost and everything like that. So, as you know, we are in 2020. Happy New Year. Uh, welcome to 2020. And uh, I discussed many times on the show that there would, with different people, that there would be big earth changes, uh, which have, have happened over the last few years around the world. And it's been ramping up slowly, well, not too slowly for some. We've had hurricanes and all sorts of things, but big earth changes happening as Mother Gaia takes back the earth. I think uh, Courtney Beck said that Krishna said, Mother Gaia would be taking back the earth, taking back the elements, taking back the elements. And so this is happening to us down under, in uh, specifically on the east coast of Australia. Mind you, if you look at the map of Australia, there are fires burning throughout the whole coastline of all of Australia. And uh, it's been amazing. It's been like Armageddon down here. And uh, a lot of you are worried about the wildlife that's been wiped out and a great majority of it is being wiped out. But I want to tell you about a vision I had in the shower this morning. I don't know if it was in the shower, but it might have been in the shower. I saw this massive ship hovering above the clouds and the smoke. And I'm like, oh, wow, it looks so beautiful in my vision. And I'm like, why are you showing me that ship? And then they showed me the ETs inside the ship kind of hanging out with koalas, marsupials, koalas and wombats and kangaroos hopping around this ship. It looked quite, it was a hilarious vision. But what they said was that, you know, the animals are safe. There will be many that perish, many. But there, you know, as we know, there's no death. There's only the body that dies. And so many of the bodies of the animals will perish. Quite a few of them have been struck with disease. The koala population in Australia has had a disease called chlamydia which has um, been quite rife. So uh, there'll be a bit of a clearing of that through the fires. The fires are very clearing. They're cleansing and clearing the land. Uh, for those that have lost property, they probably won't understand this perspective as they uh, struggle to survive. Down on the south coast where my good friend lives, she's in a power blackout, which means I can't contact her because she can't charge her mobile phone. It's amazing. They've been, the power's been out for about three or four days. I think this is the fourth day. And it looks like it might be out for another week because many of the power lines have come down. And uh, so they're in complete 
darkness down there and um, I don't know what's happening with the shops I'll have to have a look at the news myself because uh, I can only tune in psychically but it looks like a lot of the shops are closed and if they have got haven't got any power you know refrigeration all the supermarkets the refrigeration they can't keep the food cold so it's quite quite amazing what's happening but we're coming up to 2000 uh, 2020 the 12th of January and this is a huge planetary alignment I'm not an astrologer I'm, I'm sure that many of you have been tuning into astrology this is a, an alignment like the harmonic converg convergence was in the 80s it's it's a massive harmonic alignment uh, planetary alignment I should say and the harmonic convergence is uh, so many people woke up I remember I spoke to Paul Selleck on the show and he said that during that time everyone was talking about the harmonic convergence and he's like going what's this all about somebody said oh it's a time of awakening and he didn't know what that meant and he said I want to wake up and he had this massive awakening and started channeling which he kept you know hidden for many years <laughs> came out of the channeling closet a few years ago uh, but now he's doing amazing work around the world and so this will be a time of a shift like this where many 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 people are going to awaken to their gifts while they're here how they're helping humanity who they're connected to multi-dimensionally and this is uh, this pulse that will happen on the 12th is starting in Uluru and so what's happening with the fires is they're so horrific and they're making so much news that the attention of the world is actually focused on Australia at the moment and my guides told me that this was purposeful I mean it kind of looks like we're being sacrificed so that the world will put their attention on Australia because this is where this pulse is going to start and having our people's attention globally around the world means that they're tuned into that pulse they're tuned into that activation which is going to happen you know in a few days so that was really interesting I thought wow you really guy you really know how to get people's attention uh, and they tell me that the fires are not going to cease anytime soon we have had global prayers going around the internet I'm sure many of you have received a prayer saying you know that all these different times on the planet we're going to focus and pray for rain meaning we're going to feel the rain as Greg Braden and many say you know the the feeling is the prayer if you want to evoke anything in your life you feel it like you already have it so you don't ask for rain please rain you sit and imagine that you're in the rain and you feel the beauty of that and you thank the rain and one of the things my guide said to me which I've said a few times on the show is if you're going to pray for rain remember to thank the fires because the fires are all a part of Gaia doing her thing they said that it's all a part of her metabolistic system just like our body has fire in our belly and we break down uh, food with the fire and the digestion so that we can absorb the food uh, they're, they're saying that you know breaking down the trees and everything is all a part of her metabolic system but at the moment you know fire is a natural part of the natural world but at the moment it's more about an energetic clearing that's happening down under and really one of the biggest messages is the unification of humanity you know we're pretty lucky here in Australia we live in a really beautiful place but like other parts of the world there is a consciousness here where everyone is separated you know we're all fighting our own battles so to speak and 
disaster and trauma like we're going through is a really unifying factor. I had Burnett Sherman on the show at the end of the year and she was channeling Seth or Setha, the female aspect of Seth or the female energy of Seth or the female message and uh, a more emotive emotional message than the original Seth which was very information packed and more like on a logical way and she said that there will be many more opportunities through disaster through mother guy's disaster for unification to happen so just on a personal note you know my daughter lives on a farm on the south coast and uh, she lives with a couple of people and they've lost everything and I said you know I've been speaking to her how how are they and she said well of course they're devastated her friend was building a tiny house and she was just about to finish it she's been building it for about six months and she was so elated that she was building this little house and we think that that's completely gone in the fires but and so I said well how is she and she said well they're all in a campsite in Nara all these people that have lost their farms and their houses and their livelihoods they're all camping out in Nowra and she said that um, she was really loving the unification that was happening down there they're all in this together and they're all feeling unified and she's saying that you know after the fires they're all going to really strive to be more unified to come in and live in community and not struggle on the farms by themselves you know working the land and looking after the animals but they're all going to unify and really help each other which I think is a great message as we move into the shift in humanity where you know we feel so isolated in this polarized separate consciousness that we've been experiencing and unification of the human consciousness and the humanity at large is uh, a really big part of why disaster happens i think i've said many times on the show that uh, there was a movie called oh i can't remember it now about an alien who came to earth who was going to destroy earth and he says to the human that he meets down here, I think Keanu Reeves plays him, you know, I've come to help Mother Gaia. And then she finds out he's going to kill all the, all the humans. She said, I thought you said you came to help us. And he said, well, I didn't come to help you. I came to help the earth and you're killing the earth. So we're going to wipe you off. You know, it's a Hollywood movie. But the conversation was pretty close to home, really. The conversation was, uh, you know, when humanity gets pushed to the brink, that's when they're going to come together and, and work for the planet and for each other and he's like really you need to be pushed to the brink for that and I remember watching this movie years ago going no we don't we don't need to be pushed to the brink looks like we do <laughs> looks like we do need to be pushed to the brink for us to really wake up and smell the roses and get this message that all of you all of us have been putting out as light weavers on this planet to be more loving be more unified work together less argument less criticism less judgment celebrate the diversity work together feel more connected the empathy that we feel is about feeling that connection we're not here to suffer from our empathy uh, someone wrote in an email oh, i don't look at any of the disaster on the internet because i'm so empathic that i can't look at it i get too upset so that's not the reason that we're empathic it's not to look away from the traumas or look away from the drama it's to feel that connection with each other and in our empathy we feel that oneness and uh, yeah sure looking at destruction and trauma is emotive it is horrific but when you look at it from a higher perspective in that there is a reason for it that we are uh, that it's happening for our highest good and 
that the stuff that we have is really not about what this world's about it's about our consciousness so houses can be rebuilt i had a message from a sister of a friend of mine asking how my friend down south was doing she's living up on the north and she said this saturday there is warnings that it's going to be a horrific 44 degrees celsius look that up if it's in fahrenheit that's like way over 100 uh, and it's going to be another horrific day this saturday and she said i've told the fireys don't save the house you can use the water we can rebuild the house just use the water to save who you need to save save the people and this is the sort of stoic brave thing that's happening it makes me want to cry but um yeah you know houses can be rebuilt stuff can be replaced uh but how are we serving each other how are we feeling more connected and um this is really the message that disaster brings all over the world whether you're in places where you've had hurricanes or tornadoes or and uh, I won't say that this is the beginning because I think it's already begun but the intensity maybe this is the beginning of the intensity there's going to be more of it I don't want there to be more of it believe you me I'm human like you I want peace and love and brown rice and all that sort of stuff on earth but uh, we are moving into a time where unification of the human populace is being forced on us really to feel more connected to her to Gaia and to um, each other so the message here is remember to thank the rain remember to thank the fire as you play for rain thank the rain see the clouds fall see them dropping their loads I was in the ocean a week ago smoky out ash everywhere and feeling the ocean and the message I got in the ocean is there's plenty of water to put out the fires look you're soaking in it there's ocean everywhere as the heat evaporates it goes up into the clouds and then it, it releases why isn't it not releasing so if we want to visualize that we can see that water evaporating from the ocean and then releasing onto the fires but they did say that uh, the fires will continue and that our efforts to manifest rain will have a little bit of an impact but not a huge impact um, as Gaia carries out what she's going to carry out and um, it just seems to be going on and on and on if, you, if you've been watching the news casts it's crazy what's happening but as we gather in groups there's been a message sent around Facebook from an indigenous, indigenous friend saying don't come into your groups the indigenous elders are saying this is supposed to happen there's a clearing going on and they're really connected to Gaia so don't pray for rain but my guide said no come together and pray for rain because the whole point of being unified as we all center on Australia and then feel that prayer of rain is actually unifying us and that it will create some relief but it won't stop what's happening so it's not about not praying for rain and letting the fires do what they do the fires are going to do what they're going to do uh, but come together in your groups online and off and focus your attention on australia and focus your uh, gratitude to mother gaia focus the gratitude to the fire for doing the clearing obviously if you're affected by the fires and you lost everything you might not feel like that right now but you might later because like any disaster that we experience whether it's death or disease or divorce or depression Patria King calls them the four D's disaster after the smoke is cleared and there's broader perspective 
like why that happened how it helped you how life is better because of it you can look back on it and you can thank it you can thank the disaster the death disease death often often awakens people to their spiritual journey because they're reaching to understand where did you go where did you go where do we all go when we die and then as you reach for that you reach for your connection to your own source your own higher self that part of you that is in spirit where your loved ones are uh, I remember I had Dr. Leo, uh, I've forgotten his last name, on the show talking about already there. His son had died and he had this afterlife communication with his son. And uh, Leo was saying, uh, his son Christopher was saying, you, you're already here, Dad. You know, you're, you're in spirit and on earth simultaneously. And when we chat together in spirit, we laugh at who you are as a human worrying and fussing and carrying on. <laughs> so... There is no death, there is only an, an experience in physical and then not. <laughs> so uh, don't worry about the animals that are being wiped out, they're not going to be wiped out. The ETs and the humans are seeing to that, there will be a lot of them that will lose their bodies. But they're not too worried about that, animals don't worry so much about death like humans do, they understand the transitory nature of being physical and the eternalness of our being and like the insects who might live two days three days a few hours a week I think flies live for a week they come and go and come and go and come and go and come and go they really understand the transitory nature of physical life here on earth and that there is just this opening and closing of a physical door the closing of one the opening of another the closing the opening and uh, they're not too worried so I hope this helps people that have been wondering about what's happening down under. What are the guides saying about how long we're looking like? Mm, we're looking like another month of it, not quite as disastrous <clears throat> disastrous as what we're in right now. We're kind of in the um, the top of the bell curve right now, as we experience the worst of it, and um, we might even experience more horrific stuff tomorrow check the news tomorrow being Saturday check the news there will be more things going on but uh, your part in all of this is to be communicating with Gaia herself and her elements the fire the water the wind the earth the ether go and talk to her thank her don't scold her feel more connected to her and uh, feel more connected to your own inner being and feel more connected to your neighbor go hug a tree go hug your neighbor clear up a fight you've had with somebody clear up the mess that you've made in your life maybe with your family or ex-boyfriends or husbands or wives or girlfriends clear it up feel more unified this is the message of all of this we really need to find that unification and more loving presence in our lives and when we know we are connected to that to that loving presence that is who we are it's our true nature it's our home we can face anything that's coming at us with a sense of presence and clarity and stability and calmness like the calmness in the middle of the storm the middle of the tornado is the still point. Be that still point 
as people around you in your life, in my life, go through their hurricanes, their traumas, be that still point, be in that calmness, be that connection to your source, to source, and talk to your guides. What else do you want to say uh, to people? They're saying, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You are loved, we are loved, we're there for you, we're helping you. They're saying, this is happening for you. All of it is happening for you. It's not happening to you. You'll understand this. They're saying, you'll understand this, you'll understand this. Mm. I think I told you about the vision I had of the ship and the ETs with the marsupials. It was hilarious. But... Um, they're revving up to, uh, you know, come out of the hidden closet, the ETs. And as Kevin Briggs said on the show, uh, that might happen on the 1st of February in someone's reality, in, in, in the collective reality, there might be this disclosure and for others there will not. What's really interesting about how we create our reality is when, even when something is standing right in front of you, staring you in the face, if you don't believe in it, you don't see it. You dismiss it. You say it's, it's a figment of my imagination. It's not true. So we all get to create our own reality depending on how we flow our energy and what we think and believe. So even if there is disclosure on the 1st of February, there will be some people that say, oh, that's a load of rubbish. That didn't really happen. <laughs> that's their prerogative to live the way they want to believe. But nothing shifts your perspective or your paradigm quite so much like disaster. It really starts to shift you out of your thinking. I had a lovely time with my family just before Christmas. My brother had a open heart surgery a couple of years ago. And, you know, when you get your chest ripped open and four veins, you know, replaced and arm, you're kind of in this more humble state. But two years later after the healing, he's kind of gotten back to his hard perspective of fighting the world. And it just amazes me how we can experience trauma and be humbled in the face of it and be grateful for the little things and then forget and go back into our default mindset of you know resistance and fighting against fighting everyone and criticizing everyone and standing strong to our point of view about how we're right about everything and everybody else is wrong <laughs> what does it take what does it take to shift your perspective it doesn't have to take this disaster just decide to change decide to be more in alignment with love and acceptance and less resistant and pushing up against what you don't like. Coming up on the show, I had a message that I was going to dedicate this year, probably not every show, but a lot of the shows, to the ET message and how they are helping us steward the planet and feel more connected to our empathy and intuition and to them. So it's so interesting, so many people have had ET experiences but they call them angelic experiences, so they're talking to angels, they don't actually realise that they're talking to beings that are, well we're all spirit having uh, experience in density or in some form of physicality, so we're all spirit but sometimes when we think we're talking to the Holy Ghost or an angel or God, we're actually talking to a higher dimensional being who is a spirit in a, another density or in another dimension. And that's going to be more revealed this year that many beings that are talking to humanity through channelings are such beings that are here to help humanity shift in their consciousness and steward the planet better. 
So there's going to be a few conversations around that. Uh, who have I got coming up on the show? Uh, I'm kicking off. I'm kicking off the show with Peter Smith, who's a hypnotherapist, worked under Michael Newton. Uh, I'm going to talk about his life experience and what his clients have been saying under hypnosis, a bit like Albert Weinman does. Peter is an Australian down under, and he's had many, many clients uh, channeling their broader perspective and past lives, and we'll hear what messages have been coming through his clients. And then Penny Kelly's coming back on the show. She's going to talk about her communication with her ET family. She hasn't talked a lot about that. She's talked about the men in brown robes, the little men in brown robes, which are obviously ET beings. But she's going to come back and talk about that. And oh, I've got so many people booked in. I've spent the beginning of this year and the end of last year booking people in for the Inner Sanctum and the show. And I've got a couple of women, English women coming on, Annette, one is Annette, one is Zoe, who have had this experience with these beings that call themselves Chon. I thought she was saying Tron, but it's C-H-O-N. And it starts for, stands for carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen. Anyway, uh, they're very scientific beings, but they are higher consciousness spirit beings who came and hung out with them like full on in 2017 and gave them, downloaded all this stuff. And they're just starting to get those messages out now because it's kind of strange when ET beings or beings that you don't know who you're talking to, one could see them, one couldn't, one could feel them and hear them, and then one could see them and feel them and hear them. And they both have a really different perspective or, or experience with this same interaction. So I'm going to talk to both of them on the show and it's going to be really interesting to hear the different perspectives because we can all experience the same thing but take away different perspectives. But their messages are are wonderful they're wonderful the messages from the chon beings i don't think that's their name it's just the name that they gave them a bit like my mob called themselves blissful beings when i kept asking for a name and they said well who do you think blissful beings are because i called my business blissful beings and i said oh it's you guys it's really not their name it's just the name they give me to give them identity so i think that these chon beings are the same who else is coming on the show oh Oh, so many people, Annette, oh, Michael, look, in the Inner Sanctum, I'm just sort of revving up now to um, book in the people in the Inner Sanctum. I'm going to kick it off with Michael tomorrow. You know, he's my favourite. Go and listen to his show. I had a weekend a few weeks, a couple of months ago, where I was feeling really not motivated. So I listened back to the show I did with Michael. And he said something like, every time you're feeling in lack, you're in your unconscious mind. And every time you know that you have all you need and that you're here to give and not to get, you're more connected to your consciousness, to your broader perspective or higher self. And I was feeling in lack of energy. And I'm like, oh, I'm in lack of energy. I'm in my unconscious mind. I'm believing my stressful thoughts. So it kind of wiped me out of it. But he is just fabulous. I could just listen to him talk all day and enlightened spirit here or a spirit guide here on earth. Um, helping us with that uh, you know shifting consciousness Blair Styra is going to come into the inner sanctum these are the online groups that we do he is the channel for Tabash he's very much about or put Tabash Tabash calls himself he's very much about deliberate creation learning to flow your energy deliberately in a way where you see that you are the creator of your own reality you are the creator of how you think and feel love that you know my message love that Zane Daniels is going to come on. I have a look at the show I did with Zane. He is, uh, he's living in a van at the moment. He sort of sold the house, 
left the corporate job, wonderful spiritual teacher, had many epiphanies as he awoke and uh, about oneness and unity and um, interesting to see what Zane has to say. Jane Elworthy, who I had on the show last year as well, who is a sound sound oracle uh she sings the language of light she's just beautiful i love jane she's going to come into the inner sanctum and meet you all if you'd like to come in as well rob schwartz is also coming in who talks about our soul plan you know how we plan our lives before we get here which is something i'm going to talk about with the girls annette and zoe too because the tron beings talked about how we plan everything and there's no free will which is a kind of interesting conversation because it's not the conversation many people have because they say we plan and there is free will but they've got a different perspective which we're going to nut out uh, Belinda Womack's coming into the inner sanctum you know she channels the 12 archangels she calls them the 12 archangels but they're really infinite you know there's really not clumps of archangels but as humans in these linear singular linear mind perspective we need an identity to grasp onto and so they've given themselves identity like Archangel Michael and Metatron and Ariel and Raphael and Uriel and blah 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 one of the things she said on the show was that one of the Archangels is Mother Gaia so again you know as we're looking at the disasters speak to the Archangel Mother Gaia of course the consciousness of Gaia is that angelic is that consciousness that of an Archangel and many of the other planets who else Kevin Briggs Penny Kelly hope to get Mary Rodwell and maybe Jim himself I haven't asked him to come into the inner sanctum but a lot of the my favorites from last year are going to come in as guest teachers in the inner sanctum so if you join the inner sanctum you get to meet them and ask them questions and of course you get to meet me and you can quiz me and my guides ask us questions and uh, it's a great online group and we're supporting each other as we go out there and support others. I call it deliberate creation for the new world teachers because as we share of what we've come to know, we become a teacher, not the best word, but find a better one. Healer, teacher, light weaver, light worker, difference maker. There's so many labels we can give ourselves. Uh, disruptor, <laughs> paradigm shift maker, uh, uplifter whatever you want to call yourself doesn't matter there are any names but as long as the intention is there to make a difference uplift this world shift from a limited perspective to a more expanded perspective and help the evolution of humanity and this world uh, and the consciousness there's people all over the internet talking about the ascension and the shift and you know it's all out there so I know, I'm, I know you know what I'm talking about this is coming on the show I seem to have been talking to like it seems like hundreds of people but it's not hundreds it's like dozens I suppose coming into the show uh, who else is coming oh I haven't got it in a list I've just popped them in the diary so thanks for listening and watching and my prayers are with everybody not just the people down under but with everyone my prayer is that you meet the contrast the dramas the traumas the tragedies you meet them with your broader perspective, knowing it's happening for you and not to you, and you see the silver lining, you see the gift, you see the expansion and consciousness that it brings you, you feel the empathy, you feel the love, you feel the connection to Mother Gaia and to each other, and Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy 2020. Here we are, we have arrived. Woohoo, wild ride. What a wild ride we're in for. 
love you all and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.